Welcome back to the After Dark Podcast. We are back, son. We got new music coming. We got a we got a few things to talk about today. A few things, not 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 too heavy on the list, but I think we got some good shit to talk about. But you already know this is the t- this is the podcast where we debate topics that are none of our business. It's your boy Mike. We got Big Stir in the building. How you feeling today? I'm good, man. Just vibing, a little tired, but I'm excited for the game tonight. And uh, that's that's about it. Uh, how about you? I'm a little tired too, man. I cannot lie. I'm a little drained, a little out of it, but I'm a put on game face because we pod on this pod time. So we're going to jump right into it. Ooh, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> we're going to jump right into it. We have... <laughs> We have new music, like I said, that dropped. We had the Jack Harlow album. Sterling, I know you said you only heard bits and parts of it, but it's okay. It was only 24 minutes. And in my opinion, didn't really miss out too much, but we'll get into that. Um, just want to start off with the initial thoughts. Maybe you can just kind of uh, tell me what you thought, not necessarily about what the album sounded like, but just a quick drop right off of the come on kids we're we're coming home or whatever the fuck he named that big old album that he dropped that did 149,000 units first week and this album is projected to do about 49 to 50,000 units first week so a little bit of a drop off but that's expected what was your first thoughts just on why he dropped it in the first place i think i think uh my for my personal opinion in terms of like timing i think that jack harlow like realized that in terms of like this, you know, like this is the time where summer music drops, like April, May. By the time it's like June, July, everybody's kind of got a good idea of like they know the fucking lyrics. Like that's the most important thing. They know the fucking lyrics, and he can prepare for, you know, making some more money, making some more bread on that type of shit. Um, but what I will say is the bits and pieces I did listen to came a little soft. Like he was like he was a little like he was trying to like from like I said the bits and pieces I listened to right. Um, it was very underwhelming from my, like, personal opinion. And for me, like, it's the same idea that people have been saying. is like, Jack Harlow is not that guy like we think he is. Like, yeah, he got clout. Like, he'd be pulling the bitches and doing all this, that, and the other. Like, that's all great. Like, well, I ain't he, mad at him He for said it. Like, in dude, the album that he's the baddest white boy since the one that was talking I did hear about, that. you know, puking in spaghetti or whatever he said yeah do, i mean do you I, agree I just, no bro like oh. i mean I, I i guess who else is his competition fucking mgk like they're saying i mac, mean dude like mac miller yeah like i mean he's gonna disrespect Matt, but i'm and i'm and i'm not the biggest fan of mac miller to be honest but what i will what what I will say is, is that I understand that, like, where he's coming from. I want to see what your thoughts are because you obviously to the whole album. Yeah. So let me go ahead and tell you what I kind of thought about it, and you know what I've kind of heard off of my initial listen. I've only gave it. I've only given it one run through, all the way down at yeah. midnight. So I waited for it. I wanted to see what he. I was kind of intrigued at like what kind of stood out to me was why is he dropping so early off of such a successful album with no rollout at all it just like because jack carlo to me is not someone that can just hey i'm dropping an album tonight 
check it out. I don't think he's there yet. Like that kind of he's not at the, yeah he's not there. Yeah, that's saved for the Drakes, the Beyonces of the world. So it kind of threw me for a loop there. And then uh, he signed by DJ Drama. So DJ Drama's not even like for DJ Drama to not have a rollout to it or something like that. And he's got his album that he just dropped and he was doing a press run for it. It kind of like threw up some red flags for me. Like, what is he doing? So based off my initial judgment of what this album was and why he might've dropped it off to us so soon is the initial reaction, which is the reaction I had was his last, his sophomore album the kids are coming home or I'm coming home. I keep fucking that album name up, but I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? The kids miss you. Home, come the home. Kids miss you. The kids miss you. Well, guess what? They didn't yeah. miss you that damn much, Jack, because you dropped off some bullshit. <laughs> some straight up bullshit. But I think the reason why he dropped it off, though, is because he wanted to show that he's a lyricist. And he wanted to show that he's a pure rapper yeah. and he kind of got this label of a pop rapper on his last album, making a bunch of pop songs with nail tech. Yeah. And, you know, all the way top to bottom. That shit it was, was just, a banger, though. Like, I don't know why we hating on that damn song. That shit was a crazy banger. No, nah, I think that was I think that was the song on the album to me. Um, but personally, yeah. I didn't like his sophomore album. I thought it was. I don't know how you thought about it, but for me, I thought it was kind of fucking weak. I thought he was trying too hard for a certain sound, and it didn't mesh well with him. I really liked his debut uh, mainstream album. I thought that one had cool sounds. It sounded like he was pushing the mold, doing mm -hmm. something a little different. It sounded a little more authentic to his true self. But the uh, the sophomore album was just... Not that great. Mm -hmm. So now we get into yeah. the third album coming in right afterwards. Jack Harlow is trying to prove he's a rapper. Did he do it? Ladies and gentlemen, I think that Jack Harlow, I think he has some cool concepts. Like the, the way some of these songs were structured, the storytelling in it, it was cool. My problem with it, it was there was no replay value. Absolutely zero replay value. Nothing that stood out from a melody perspective. The concepts of the mm -hmm. rap and his storytelling was cool, but the rhymes itself were kind of, you know, nothing was memorable. Nothing really stood out like, man, that was impressive. I kind of feel like he dropped the ball here. Maybe he let his ego take, take a hold of what he was trying to do and kind of push him to drop an album wow. before he was ready to. Now I hear I'm hearing that Doja Cat is about to drop a just straight up rap album, just like Jack Harlow tried to do. And I'm telling you, Doja Cat is gonna wreck Jack Harlow's little bullshit album he just gave us in a heartbeat. No doubt. No doubt. Doja Cat. I mean, will I don't eat doubt that she has the ability. I don't doubt that she has the ability to do it. But what I will say is that I think that Doja Cat, I like the way that her style is already, where it's just very like poppy, yes. but she can like she puts those little like rap. Yeah. She gives that little rap bit, which is nice. But like for her and her style, just to like since we're on the topic, I mean, Jack Harlow's album, from what I hear from you, and then like I said, some of the bits of pieces I it, it, it like I said, it's phenomenally underwhelming. 
Um, and when you do let ego get in the way, unless you're Drake, because Drake can drop anything in the world, even his AI can drop shit in the world, and it's still gonna fucking sound amazing. If y'all still not on but, the Drake AI yet, you are missing out on some of the best music that's dropped. There's something new every fucking day. Every fucking day. Every day. There's there's new music. Every like, day. Come on. But you were saying. I mean, but in that same vein, I think that her album could also be a a, 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 a uh, drop the ball. You if think? She come out and actually. I think it does. It has potential. I think it's a 50 50 potential. I don't think it's to the point where I'm like, oh, I feel so confident that Doja Cat's album is going to be better than Jack Carlos. Like I said, I haven't listened to his album in full, the new one. I loved his sophomore album, Come Home to See the, uh, the Kids Miss You. You like that I album? Loved almost it. Oh, yeah, shit. I really enjoyed it. I, dude, easily, easily, like for me, had a ton of replay value on a lot of different songs. Better than me. the debut? Not better than the debut. The debut obviously was killer. I mean, like you had, you got the best friends, that shit, just friends, bro. That, that shit is. Mm. Love is Dro oh, is fucking melodic. Love is Dro. Mm hmm. Melodic. I mean, goal. you got Tyler Hero. Let's really put album. in perspective. Let's put it in perspective, man. Jack Harlow is now officially dating, um, um, what's her face? Dua Lipa, right? He's got, he already Wait, had what? clout. That's not, that's not He's facts. Yes, it is, bro. Do you Wait, not see that? No, there's no way that's facts. It's not facts. I swear. I He's going to be on, on the podcast on just dropping. <laughs> that's not facts, bro. No, it is, bro. Claims he's the best, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm literally doing the search right now. Like, from right, what yeah. I saw. Cite your sources. From what I saw, my Hit. source is capital FN. No, no, it's not. Hit that nigga oh, Jack up real quick. Give him a ring. I, I mean, Jack Jack and I are cool. Like, if y'all didn't know, <laughs> me, and, me, and Jack, me and Jack are, like, really, like, on top of the shits. But, like, I mean, that's just what it is. Um, I think that... <laughs> I think that when it comes down to it, either way, he's on a he's on a crazy clout riser. Let's let, let's just be honest. And he like I think you might be right where he said like he possibly let his own let his own um, ego get in the way of things. And I'm like and I'm not like the biggest fan of like people letting their own egos dictate a lot of what they do. But I mean, if it was that poor from your perspective, even the bits and pieces I heard, it was poor. Then he's got to reevaluate for his next album, or he's not going to exist at, by the by oh, the yeah. end of twenty twenty four. That's how music goes. I mean, that's just you can't do that. Yeah, and you then, go in cycles. You run this. Yeah, you can't do that, and you then the, you think that you're going to come in and give us another dull project. This sets the stage, and even from a label's perspective of you being a priority, you can't just keep coming in and coming under what the projections were for you to do record and sales wise because they're going to put those marketing dollars behind somebody else but this album shows me that he didn't even have the marketing dollars to begin with for it because he didn't he definitely didn't use any of the budget if he did have DJ one drama took, dj drama took all that fucking marketing money bro he said <laughs> let me let me promote my album i had i saw more promotion for dj drama's mediocre ass album beyond <laughs> mediocre like so so just not good bro nah, like, nah. not good i think he's got documentary too for all. that fucking album 
Yeah, like this guy, this guy, I mean, like he said, let me take all Jack's money real quick. One second. One second. <laughs> One I'm gonna take second. all Jack's money. And Jack, you got clout, bro. You don't need you don't need this. Like I'm old, like people don't know me like they used to. Like, I'm gonna have to be on this shit. So I just think that when it comes when it comes down to all of this, the man dropped a poor album. It's like Drake, for example. Let me let me give you guys an example. Like, if we're looking at Drake when he dropped the uh, Honestly Nevermind album, right? Like, people were like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? And then if you, real fans of music, if you listen back to it a few more times, you actually genuinely will enjoy it. But, like, Drake's got those type of albums where you don't need to listen to it three, four times to like it. Yeah, It's like, first time through, I'm bopping. Like, Rich Flex on the him and 21's album, when that shit, when that shit came on the first time, bro, people knew it was a banger. Oh yeah, Drake's Already. got Drake's got albums where it takes you forever to finish it because you found your favorite song the moment you started it and you're like, nah, let me run that back. Then you're like, nah, let me run that let back. Let me run and it like... back and keep <laughs> playing it until it gets old in your head. So he ain't got that type of clout where he's gonna be able to do that. Get like I felt the same way with his like debut mainstream album. Like I listened to it the first time. Best Friends probably the only song, or Just Friends is probably the only song on that on that album. That I genuinely like first time through, I was like, that's a banger, you know? Really, bro? Um, yeah, first time through. That was the only song aside from Nail Tech in and of itself. Aside from because Nail Tech was a, I believe, was a single. Well, Nail Tech first. was on the sophomore album. Yeah, oh, shit. I'm, th- I'm talking, damn, my brain is, my brain is fried. My bad. Just Friends, yes, Just Friends. Look, because it's the only song that I like immediately think of when I think of that album. I I do like Love Is Drove. I like a lot of the songs. Well, he had album, What's Poppin's just, the one that was the lead-off single. Yes, and What's Poppin' got was already old by the time by the time he got on uh, to that album. So it's no worries. And I think that like when it comes down to like the logistics of it all, DJ Drama took all his marketing money. One, he <laughs> thought he could just drop whatever and people gonna Straight like it. Straight robbery. Well. And then he. <laughs> yeah, literally robbery. And thirdly, he thinks in, in that in that same vein about his clout, he also thinks that he's a great enough lyricist where he can just drop a straight rap album and we're not we're not gonna shit on him for it. Because like he's a good lyricist. He ain't great. No, nah, he's, he's not a great. good lyricist. And his flow he's is kind of like he's a white boy. I don't know about you, but to me his flow kinda like doesn't always ride the beat the way it should. Like Sometimes it's nah, like bro. That's that white people and no rhythm type of shit. No offense, my <laughs> white, folks white out people, there, no rhythm. <laughs> Dude, when the when white people try to I rap am. slow, <laughs> yeah, like that's that's literally what it was. So, I mean, in terms of in terms of um, Jack Carlo, I mean, I want to see your final thoughts on it because obviously we've been shitting on it the whole time. I mean, we both agree that it's not necessarily the best, and I'm gonna listen to it in full. Like, I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna give it a real chance. I'm gonna go but back to if it. If it sucks, again, I'm but... promise you. I'll come... No, I'm gonna go back a couple times. I swear, I'll get on this next week. I will get on this podcast and continue to shit on him if it's that bad. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I guess just final but... thoughts on the album, uh, just to close it up a little bit. I, I will go back. I will give it another listen. I don't believe in putting a full, concrete opinion on an album off one listen. You have to go back. Sometimes yeah. you weren't in the right setting. Sometimes you, you didn't hear it the right way. Um, one thing I've always noticed 100%. about me, if I like wait up for the drop, I don't like the music as much as if I would have waited 
to listen to it. And I obviously waited and I was I waited up for the drop for this album. Mm-hmm. But all I gotta say is is Jack, like I'm rooting for you. I would love for Jack to be the next fucking white boy rapper that's killing shit. I think he's got the charisma, the clout for it. I just think he needs to like really sit down and kind of figure out what his sound is, what he wants people. And I don't think he needs to get away from the pop sound. Like, dude, you're white, bro. Take advantage uh-uh. of the pop sound. Us black people, we have to become 100%. fucking superstar rappers till we can get into the pop realm. Take advantage of your whiteness, uh-huh. bro. Eminem took advantage of his once they were once they accepted his ass. He went straight over to that pop sound, and that's where the money is. So stay there. Yeah. 100%, man. And I know we were speaking about a little bit of AI earlier. So speaking of AI, Snapchat's new AI chatbot, um, really, we got to think, is this good or a bad feature long term, right? Um, for not just the health of like an individual, but the health of a nation, of the health of the world who uses this on a day in, day out basis. And a lot of people use it to communicate directly. Um, and in terms of the bigger picture, Mike, I mean, like, which social media app will be the first to face complete irrelevancy that is currently relevant at the moment word so let's start off on the first portion of that question or i guess your soliloquy there um about snapchat <laughs> ai chatbot now i've fucked around with this chatbot a couple times just to see what the fuck is going on and let me tell you it's so fun to shit on this nigga bro like i'm a dick to this like if ai ever takes over the world bro this nigga is gonna slit my throat bro <laughs> <laughs> I'm a straight up asshole to this dude, but nah. Um, I just think that like this kind of seems like a desperate approach from Snapchat. I know as far as when it comes to so Snapchat's demographic, they have a stronghold on the youth, and so does TikTok. Snapchat and TikTok have the yeah. highest market share of the youth. But Snapchat as a business where they're struggling, if you're unaware, is Snapchat out of all the social media platforms is struggling the most to create dollars from their user base. One, because they don't really have a good platform for ads. It doesn't really work well. People aren't like people aren't like scrolling and looking for products when they're on Snapchat. It's way more personal than that. Two. Because their uh, user base is so young, they don't have any income to pay for anything. So it's not really generating dollars. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the AI chatbot. I think that this could be a terrible decision for Snapchat as a whole. Just absolutely god-awful decision. Because I think there's going to be a lot of kids out there who are just... Hitting up, they're talking to the Snapchat AI bot. They're looking for a friend. And I think there's going to be a lot of people who, like, consider this their best friend. And I can just see this being absolutely detrimental. Because, like, if I was lonely and I was hitting this dude up and I, like, I started being nice to him. And then I tell him, he starts saying some jokes. And my like, hey, buddy, he's going to be okay. And the next thing I know, like, this is my goddamn best friend on Snapchat. That can't happen, bro. <laughs> and I can see there's going to be hella niggas where the Snapchat AI bot is going to be their best friend on Snapchat. Their Snapchat score is going to go from 20,000 to 300,000 straight off of the AI chat bot. 
Bro, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you something, bro. AI chatbot. Snapchat, bro. I did. I literally probably typed like three things to this shit. I'm not even joking. It's probably the most ridiculous. It is the most. It's like your parents got put into an AI chatbot and then tried to be made cool and like quote unquote woke. <laughs> like it is the worst combination of a person you could possibly like. And I don't get me wrong. I love I love my parents and there's nothing wrong with quote unquote woke people. But you know who you are and you know you're a little too aggressive. Um, <laughs> but. Bro, I saw no, I dude. <clears throat> shout out at Hood Hood's Finest on um Instagram. I believe that was the uh profile I saw it on. So at Hood's Finest, this guy says they post a Snapchat and it's this kid he said <laughs> <laughs> He said This sounds so messed up. I'm so sorry. This is I I have nothing against anybody that's in this position, I swear. He said, I keep, I keep getting made fun of because I'm, I'm in a wheelchair and I can't walk. Oh, and he said, and did the AI chatbot, guess what he said, bro? What, guess what he what said? did it say? <laughs> what did it say, he bro? Said, he, said, why, he said, why don't you just stand up for yourself? <laughs> Yo. I saw that shit and it said, that is the most fucked up thing I've ever seen by something that's not a human being. Bro, like, this is the problem, and I agree oh with you. Oh, my God. The problem is... The, the problem is... Is that this kid was going to him for a friend, right? Yeah. He was going to him for a friend, and you, you already hit on it. It's like, dude, like, people are... Snapchat scores are going to jump like crazy, blah, 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 blah. This is going to end up being people's best friends because nowadays the youth doesn't have the same social skills as someone like, like, a, a, like a part of the generation that, like we do, where we actually used to go outside and meet friends in our neighborhood and do that and do this and more sociable, and we don't rely on social media for every aspect of our lives. I told, like... I told any girl, I mean, and that's not just to hit on, like, not hit on them, but, like... Not to like just come at women in general, but it's like, dude, like women are absolutely obsessed with social media, and it's and it's funny because a friend of mine was ba- basically talking about like how like how women always want to know, they always want to be in the know, where men just don't care enough that they won't put it in, right? Most of the time, yeah. this is all majority. Let's. And if you think that you could confide in an AI chatbot, which you can for a moment, don't sit in that, don't sit in that um that moment too long because you really might be in your house for like a month and didn't realize AI chatbot had you locked up. You weren't even working. You got laid off and you didn't even realize it, bro. <laughs> like that's the type of effect it can have on your, like it's un, it is completely unhealthy to be talking to something that is not human. Like Yo. it, 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 it takes away, it takes away from the genuine human being. Like to be human is to have feelings to, to like, they're trying to make this this chatbot have feelings. He does not give a fuck. Obviously, he didn't give a fuck when he told he told the kid in the wheelchair to stand up for himself. Like that's the most that was the worst thing he could have said. He could have said anything else, anything. <laughs> why don't you Why don't you run him over with your wheelchair? He could have said anything, and it would have been better. So, <laughs> leading leading on to relevancy or irrelevancy of apps. You are correct. It is based on demographic. That was my whole point as well. It's like, dude, Snapchat for like young kids that don't, that will obviously have phones, they could text, but Snapchat's easy because it's like, 
for people that want to flirt, which is just like, I mean, I get it. Like you, if you flirt through Snapchat and you're a grown ass adult, like I'm not going to be sitting here flirting through chat, Snapchat. Like you have, you gotta be like, there is no reason for me to sit here and be like snapping pictures, not having no words under it and just be like, Oh, we're just going to keep a streak going. Like, what am I 15? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care. I got bigger fish to fry, bro. I just want to know. I don't do anything else. I just want to know the first fucking sicko out there. That's going to send a goddamn new to the Snapchat AI bot. I hope they upload the response on Twitter, bro. It's going to be like, it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be like, I, I, my prediction is AI be like, oh, wow. And you're just like, that's all it's going to be. What is that? Oh, wow. What is that? <laughs> it's, I told you like the bot has no brain to realize like, Say someone that was like wasn't comfortable with their bodies post a picture like how do I look and they're like oh wow and then like say they're a little bit like not the most attractive body in the world for like from an objective perspective and somehow the chatbot knows this and it's like oh wow what's that bro like you you don't know how that, that you talking about detrimental bro a, a, a real a fake person could fuck up somebody's whole mental no doing that shit bro but you know what could even be like you. So these people, they develop this attachment to this AI Snapchat bot. And then Snapchat could go in and do a whole whole ass update. And it's a new fucking bot, a new person, quote unquote. And and now when this person's talking to him and this this uh bot was his best friend and it's responding differently, now people are all like all up in arms like what happened to my best friend like this is like this is the one person i confided in he's not even answering me the way i wanted him to like he used oh uh, no nah, you got you got some crazy motherfuckers bro some people just going on fucking riots pull the snapchat headquarters like where the fuck is my friend where's my friend at Send like nah update, dude i thought y'all need to go get a life you need to go get a life right now I don't care. I don't care if you're dead broke. I don't care if you're homeless and somehow got a phone and you can use Snapchat. You got service. I don't care. You need to find something else to do. That is the most pathetic to me. And I'm sorry for anybody out there that's already attached to this this, this young person. There's young some thing. people out there for sure. You are sick. Like <laughs> you are sick. Like you need to figure the fuck out what's going on with your life, and then maybe come back and chat with the bot here and there to have some fun. But. In terms of relevance, like I was saying, in terms of apps, I 1000% agree. If and when Snapchat, the demographic that is that is got a hold on right now, which is like a young, like early high school to like high, basically through high school and maybe even the early, early part of college, maybe like that 18, 19 year old age. Right. Um, and it, like I said, if you're 25 plus like and you're using Snapchat religiously, like you need to go get a you need to go get a grip. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I really don't like, I, I, I would post degenerate shit on Snapchat. That's really it. But, um, the thing is, is that you're going to realize is that I think that when it comes down to it, the most irrelevant app easily without a shadow of a doubt will be Snapchat like so fast. The second, I mean, the second there's another new fling app that's similar to it. I'm telling you that shit's gonna die off like faster than the fucking uh, dinosaurs got blown up by that meteor. One thousand percent. I I agree. I think Snapchat is the closest to irrelevancy, even though they have a stronghold on the youth. So I, it's something I will be looking out for: is will the youth uh, grow up with the app, or will they, you know, kind of grow out of it like we did? Because I mean, we were the start of Snapchat. 
and we grew out of yep. it. So I'm interested to see if the youth will also grow out of it or if they'll be able to grow with the platform. I'm going to go on the side that they're going to grow out of it. Um, and I don't think that the next generation will pick it up like this one is because they'll be too young. But I think that like if we're talking about is if we both agree on Snapchat, let's kind of just go over where we think the next one would be. I'm kind of interested on if it's not Snapchat, if we're taking Snapchat out of the equation, which app, because that's really the more difficult question, I feel like. And I have one that I think that I think might be it, but I'm I'm kind of, but I'm also going to kind of, I'm going to kind of jump out of left field, but I kind of want to hear where your thoughts are. Well, dude, I only have. Mm, I think Twitter, man. And I look, look, and I know the folks out there probably, why the fuck are you saying Twitter? Like Twitter's my shit. Like, blah, blah, blah. no, the reason I'm saying Twitter is because I don't get on Twitter that often. I get on it, go look at some stuff, learn some stuff, see some funny shit. I go up there for maybe 15, 20 minutes at a time or like in, in a total in a week, maybe in a month. Like that's how rarely I'm getting on it. Like I'm an Instagram demon which is attached to Facebook. So if Facebook dies, Instagram dies. Um, and I want to let it be known that reason being is, is like, once again, Elon Musk is tanking the, the, the company. I mean, the guy is just like, he's on a rampage. Does not care. Does not care. The most cool, calm, collected guy I've ever seen, seeing a business literally just fall through like his hands like sand. Um, and I think that for me, like, it takes a lot of effort to go and tweet. Like back in the day when we were kids, because a lot of these social media apps that are like still relevant now, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, were literally like starting to get boom when we were like at the age that now we're Snapchat We were the ones that boomed it. On. Yeah, we grew it. Yeah. We grew it. And like the thing is, is like Twitter was amazing when like people would actually put up funny tweets and stuff that was different. And like things like that. Now it's just like, dude, you get all these famous people and you people just retweet, retweet favorite, retweet favorite. Let me send this with a, or let me quote tweet this. Like nobody even does like with the, with the change of Twitter's how it works with no, like the features, like every, it's, it's rogue. It's fucking Reddit on steroids, bro. Like, and Reddit is bad, bro. Like Reddit gets dirty and nasty, bro. Like you can see anything you want on Reddit. If you know how to go down the right hole, like I'm serious. It's <laughs> no <fun>. pun intended. <laughs> No pun intended at all, but I'm curious to see what you think. I don't know if it's similar. I'm, I, I, I have no idea, to be honest. So Twitter is where I initially went with it. Why I, I eventually decided to go in a different direction, and I'll kind of just answer, I'll kind of just rebuttal on your Twitter argument, because I agree with you for the most part. From a user's perspective... I think that Twitter is dwindling from like the initial um, the initial kind of idea of what Twitter was. I think that that's diminishing and dwindling, dwindling away. I think that that was on the process of going away before Elon. I think Elon is doing it. I think Elon grabbing it is just kind of like increasing the pace at which that like diminishes. So I agree with you from a user's perspective of the initial idea of Twitter sharing your thoughts you know, just kind of speaking out loud through text on a social platform, that idea is dying. Why I went with a different app and why I feel like Twitter can be saved 
from irrelevancy is because the new idea of Twitter, I feel like is so engraved and so much harder to um, duplicate from a market share perspective is because when you go on the app store, what most people don't realize is Twitter doesn't even brand themselves as a social media app. If you go under the app store, Twitter is under news app. It is a news app. And when I think about how I use Twitter, I use Twitter to get the most updated news at the most at like real time news in the most updated fashion, real time opinions, real time thoughts. Like if if I want to know something and I like I can't find it, I'm going to Twitter. What's trending? Like if I want to see what's going on, Twitter is the best That's place true. to go for that. It's the best place to go for that. And I don't think that there's any type of app right now that I can see with 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 the user base and people rewiring their brain to not go to Twitter for that. So regardless if they're tweeting if they're tweeting or not, you're going to go to Twitter like, "Oh man, Steph Curry just hit his 50-point game. I want to see what niggas are saying about mm-hmm. this." Like, and that's the only place to really go to for that. So, what app did I eventually choose? Well, let's knock them down. Obviously, I said Snapchat was the most irrelevant, so that one's out of the picture. I just gave my rebuttal on Twitter. It's a news app. I don't think people will be able to rewire their brains. That one's out of the picture. Facebook, I think that Facebook has such a unique user base and such a unique hold, and with their uh, Facebook marketplace and the ways that they've been able to kind of rejuvenate the platform. I'm not a Facebook user and I don't think I'll ever, I don't think there's anything they can do to get me back on Facebook as a uh, reoccurring user. I've also contemplated just deleting Facebook and all, but I don't, but I don't consider myself the masses. And I think Facebook still has such a huge presence and people are using it. And with the marketplace and everything that's going on there. And I feel like if you wanted to go back and find old people from your life or anybody like that, you got to either go to Facebook or LinkedIn. <laughs> so like those are the only places that you can go and try and you can try and find that is people. absolute facts. So absolute I don't facts. think that Facebook's going to go anywhere. What kills me because my favorite app is my choice. And I think Instagram is the closest to irrelevancy. And the reason why I think Instagram is the closest to irrelevancy is because I think it's the easiest of all the apps to duplicate and get people to use a different one. When I think about how Mark Zuckerberg has changed Instagram, it is not the Instagram that, you know, me and you were originally using where I miss just going through the people that I follow, my friends. I like to use Instagram strictly for basically using my friends. There's a few celebrities that I like follow and I want to see that too, but I really just care about like who are the people that I know, what they're doing. I want to see their pictures. It's the best way for me to keep in touch without keeping in touch because I don't want to hit you niggas up. I'm just nosy as fuck and want to see what the hell you doing. And I like it through pictures. I don't want to yeah. hear your fucking weird ass thoughts on Twitter. Snapchat's fucking lame. Uh, I like it through Instagram pictures. But I think that there's another app that can come out here and simplify Instagram and get people to use it. And I, you know, there's a lot of Different versions of that. I think Be Real is out there. I don't think Be Real is going to surpass Instagram, but those are just 
examples of how people are kind of yearning for a different version of Instagram because Instagram is no longer yeah. what we have come to know and love about it. Mark Zuckerberg's kind of well, fucked it up. I'll speak. Well, it's yeah. Influencers have ruined the app. That's what's basically happened. The reason that that app will like, and I can somewhat agree with you. I still think Twitter would die first. And that's my personal opinion. Um, but the reason I can harp on that, but I also say why Twitter will still be the first, like before, would be before, before Instagram. Um, I think, like I said, influencers, like, and that's no offense, man or man or woman or, um, or they, um, like, dude, y'all have made this app where it's, you have to glorify your life to put up a picture. Like you have to make sure like there are girls and even guys out there like editing their pictures a certain way to make themselves look like they're having more fun than they actually are doing more than what they actually are living a certain lifestyle. Like for me, like when we were growing up, like when we were coming up with Instagram, it was like, dude, I remember my first Instagram post and I obviously deleted off my Instagram. Now, like I'm an adult. I can't just keep that shit up there when I was like 14, 13, 14 yeah, years cause old. Yeah. Cause you got dude. a brand now. You got, um, you got to show people what yeah, your life yeah, look a little I, cooler. <laughs> exactly exactly i mean and, and that's what the app is that, exactly. sadly that's what the apps made me do um but i remember the first picture i put up was a picture of applesauce and i was like i love applesauce that was my caption <laughs> that was literally my caption bro you want to know what my I, first picture I, I, was I I got... it was literally a worm what? on a leaf <laughs> i don't know what my caption was but, but was you know a worm how, on a leaf. but you know like how casual that is like i remember like there was a trend I think it was during COVID. I was like, make Instagram casual again. People started posting a little bit more casual pictures. They weren't casual because I saw girls and guys posting pictures. They were posing for pictures hard, putting on makeup or dolling themselves up or putting on certain types of clothes to make themselves look more appealing than what they actually are. And that's no offense to nobody on the gram because we know there are people that just look better and better on in pictures. That is just a fact. Just fact. It is. That is the easiest way to state it. And for my girls out there from like that, that be coming at men because they're like, oh, he doesn't know how to take pictures. It's because we don't care. We don't care how to take <laughs> pictures, bro. Like we never have. So to the point of Twitter being the first out, Twitter is unique. It 100% is. But with the owner, the person that is running Twitter, a.k.a. Elon Musk, who is already not liked by quite a few people, but people still are on the app. Like I haven't really used Twitter for a long time. Like, probably since I was in college. But, like, like, exclusively, not exclusively, but, like, aggressively used it, like, actually favorited tweets, retweeted, quote tweeted, et cetera. Um, but the reason is, is that, like you said, I mean, like, it's a news app. Like, I do not go up there to put, all, put across my thoughts. Like, I used to, like, back in the day, I used to put up my little sad boy thoughts here and there. <laughs> little subtweets. Nobody knew it was coming. Like, I mean, that was the days, bro. Like, you get sub, like, subtweets are it. The only people that use Instagram or Twitter now are literally athletes, and they'll put it up on like, they'll put it up on like, on 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 whatever sports show they're on. Like, oh, he tweeted this. Oh, here's a video of him saying this, and then here's the caption and telling you in in context of what was going on. You remember the hashtag? In reality, say what. I say you remember the hashtags. That was probably my favorite era of Twitter is when we were coming up with yeah. creative responses I mean, on trending hashtags. And that's and that's the thing is like hashtags is one of the most unique features of social media, especially the growing social media as it was. It's because nobody had ever really understood it or used it um, like that way. And it gave people an opportunity to really like actually genuinely be creative. 
And now it's more like you said, news app. And it's like, I'm not going up on Twitter to, 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 to rip my thoughts. Like, I'm not going, in, realistically, I'm not going anywhere, to be honest. If I'm going anywhere and I want to put my thoughts out, I'm doing it on Instagram on a story. I'm being honest. And, or a Facebook Live or something, like, something like where people just start getting extra and, like, patting up. If you want to hear my thoughts, but, you got to tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and subscribe I, on our YouTube that, Yes. That, I mean, at the end of the day, I get where you're coming from with Instagram, like, because I... I only literally look at like there's some people from college I keep up and I watch their stories and I'm gonna be honest hey shut I want y'all to hear me girls and guys that I follow on Instagram I want you to I want you to hear this you know you guys post your stories and you know you can see who views your story right like everybody knows this like I don't really care who views my story I don't care how many people might view my story to be honest with you but you know this is a thing I want you to understand you are not special if I view your story because I'm gonna tell you right now it, you know how it automatically runs to the next one and the next one and next one. I'll be looking up at my phone. I'm like, oh, shoot, Instagram's still on. I'll be like, I'll be like 40, 40 stories deep. Like, I did not watch your story, bro. I don't care. I <laughs> well, really don't. Let and me it, add to I, that, too. If I viewed your story, you might be special because I don't click on. I don't care to go through Instagram stories. So if my name pops up there, you're on my short list of people that I'm willing to see what you posted. Well, man, I, I only, and there's, and the funny thing is the way that it's trended on stories. And this is for you for, this is some low stuff. This is some, like, this is some game for y'all. Some game. Wow. Apparently Instagram shows you the story. You know how you usually see that the very first people like come up on your stories. It's like the first four or five people on your screen. Yeah. It's like the people that you usually kind of honestly want to see those those are also the people that typically those are the people that you that also watch your stories or 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 interact with your page so i'm gonna put you on game that's interesting i did not that, know that for the i and, and i don't know if it's 100 percent proven, but i did do like a little bit of research a little while ago because i was just curious about it and i'm gonna put you on game for my boys out there, for my guys, bro, if you think the girl trying to get with you, whatever you think she's going to do, because she ain't really feeling you, my boy, I promise. <laughs> um, if you see her popping up, like, and you see, I mean, obviously, you've probably seen her review your story or whatever, bro, might be trying to, time to, time to start, start to slide instead of just, like, sitting there waiting for a like on a random, random post on your page. Because bots can do that. Literally, bots do that. I get that at least once a day. So... That's to put you on game right there. But like I said, I understand where you come from with Instagram, but in reality, Twitter is like, it is dying so fast, so quickly. Like the only thing that keeps it relevant is the fact that there's celebrities, big businesses that tweet up there, and that's it. I haven't, I can't remember the last time I saw an original tweet from somebody I know. But I, I, I don't I even can't. think the algorithm shows you that. But I don't even have like, I have like a, I have a default Twitter strictly for news i don't make any tweets i don't like anything i don't retweet it's not my name i don't have my old twitter I deleted that bullshit so i'm literally on twitter just for the trending page to be honest just to see what the news is that's how it is but speaking of you know i know that you and i are always going to disagree to some to some regard that's what we do but bro speaking of a topic that's a yeah, speaking of a top topic that's a little little controversial, 
And this isn't necessarily to be odd about it or anything, but latest studies have shown that older white women account for 58% of antidepressants, according to the New York Times article. Also, marriage rates are falling for women as well. And the question I have is really, is feminism or feminists selling a false dream to these young women or women just in general in this day and age? And And let me put this caveat behind it. Let me put this disclaimer. I have no problem with equality amongst men and women. Neither does Michael, neither does, like, every, all of us care about people being equal, especially us being black. Let's just be 100%. But I want to see your initial thoughts, and we'll kind of roll from there, man. Yeah, so uh, what I kind of want to do is, first of all, I want to say I am well aware that we are two men speaking on a female topic. So if this is something that is interesting, if you do enjoy this conversation or maybe you didn't enjoy what we had to say and you want a female's perspective, that is absolutely something that we can look into and getting like a female guest up here and kind of having a back and forth with a female's perspective. We might actually honestly do that because I feel like that would be a good conversation. Um, So what I want to say is, yeah, I, I agree with Sterling. I am all for equality. Um, being a black person, you know, there, it just does, wouldn't even make sense for me to not, not be for equality. I'm not a feminist. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a feminist because I'm not trying to get in your pants with, with my feminist label. That is not, that is not what I'm trying to do for all those men out there who are trying to get in your pants with the feminist label who think that's going to get them some more ass. You can quit it, bro. You ain't a feminist. All right. I'm not a meninist or either, if that's even a thing, but I ain't a feminist. So let's get to the topic at hand. Are it is feminism or are feminists selling a false dream to the female population? Part of me says yes. And I say that reluctantly because I think that feminism is selling you a dream to its furthest extreme that is really detrimental to a lot of you women. There's always common ground and there's always a middle place with anything in life. Two things can be true at a time that will always be a fact. Uh, But at the same time, feminists are selling women a dream where they should boss up, only worry about their careers, Only get guys that are 1% dues, push off the whole mom thing, completely focus on your career for your whole young version of your life, and try to be the mom and get the family later, and then you'll have the big, happy family, you'll be successful boss woman, and you'll have the 1% man. That all sounds great in... (laughs) Just off of per- off of perspective alone, that sounds great. They're they're drawing such a beautiful picture. It looks vivid. It looks clear. I can. It's like s- it's like a pyramid scheme, bro. It's it's like a pyramid scheme. Where the problem comes in with that, um, and then you know I'm not going to go into my whole spill. I kind of will do a little back and forth between me and you, Sterling, because I want to want to get your thoughts. And I kind of feel like we're on the same yeah. page here, but um, where 
where the problem comes in at that is it's really uh, disregarding the whole biological makeup of a female and what you're put on this earth to do as a species. As a species, you're put on this earth to be a mother, a caregiver, a lover, a nurturer of a family in a household. And what this dream that they're selling you on, they're selling you to disregard that and try to boss up and be this female boss, which is absolutely okay. I've only had one male boss in my young career and I've had nothing but female boss and they've been perfectly great. My female boss now is an absolute amazing manager and I, you know, I appreciate her work dearly. But what the problem is, is one, by the time that it takes to boss up and get into that position, we just gonna have to speak facts here, women. You are no longer the desirable match that the man that you were looking for is seeking. That's just a harsh reality. If you're waiting until your late 30s boss up and then you're going to go get that man in that family, that man that you're looking for, not to mention you want the 1% man that, you know, statistically speaking, not every female can have. It's just not like it's, the math doesn't add up. That it's guy's not impossible. looking for that. That literally guy's not impossible. looking for that. So, you know, there's a lot more that we can break down and we're going to get into it. Uh, but before we, I'd go on too long of a monologue, I want to get Sterling's thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree with you to some degree. To, to play devil's advocate here just a little bit, right? I understand the value it takes. I mean, like, we talked about it on uh, one of our uh, latest podcasts about how women are are or more there's more college educated women now and like more women are going to college like these are all fantastic things for society fantastic because it shows that we're evolving it shows that we're moving in a good direction it shows that people are becoming smarter again finally after the after they told us that uh the ancient egyptians were the smartest people to ever live like species of people to ever live in terms of like a race or uh, ethnicity um, shows that we're actually getting some somewhere as a society, not just an American, United States society, North American, talking about the entire world. When it comes to, like you said, the reason you come on this earth, if, you, if you're a religious person, great. If you're not, great. Um, but you are put on this earth to reproduce, to care for your family, to be that nurturing person. But in terms of nurturing, a lot of girls and girls, women, I should say, We'll say, well, I can't nurture my kids and take care of them and be that caregiver if I don't have the money to do so. You're exactly right. No, you are 100% right. You can't do nothing. You can't support nobody if you, can't, if you ain't got your own bread. I mean, like, I, I've never put, like, we, talk, we say this so many times. Like, me and Mike have been on the same ideology since we were freaking, since we basically known each other. It's like, bro, money is money, and we're going to get money. Like, that's what, that's going to come. But, like, once again, like to his point, it's like you are not as desirable as you thought. I mean, and it's just it is a fact and it's and I hate to be that guy, but it is a fact. Like I'm not going to be able to sit here and say I want the 39 year old woman. That's the the literal second person up the CFO of X, Y and Z company. 
when I could, you know, respectfully want like a gal and like granted it's not like she's like not great looking and she's not smart and she's not funny and not all these things but the younger version of you is out there unfortunately that just doesn't have the job title and isn't that at your age that's it and they always say like I, you you'll hear ladies say like old and i watched this i watched this guy i gotta remember his name on instagram and i'll shout him out at some point but I watch a lot of his stuff and it talks about like older, like it'll be like older women, like in their 50s, 60s, you know. And I don't want to make this all about a nice guy, bad guy type of thing, but like you, every woman wants a nice guy apparently, but they don't really want a nice guy. Everybody, every woman wants a man that's going to take care of them, but they don't want to have to feel like they're taken care of. Like these dynamics of that's where feminism drops the ball a bit. Everywhere else is great. Everywhere else is great. But that's where you start to lose. It's like, oh, I want to go to the trip to Miami with my girls for the next six years. I'm 25 now. I'll be 31. And then after that, I'm going to start really focusing. Nah, man. Look, and, and there's nothing wrong getting married in your 30s or getting married. Dude, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. I will probably be in the same boat as you to be realistic with you. But unfortunately, biologically, logic, just logically in general, it's going to be different for me as a man. It's just, just what it is. And I hate to be, like, we hate to be the bearers of bad news. But no problem with you wanting equality, but understand the, the consequences that, that, that go with some of the dreams, some of the false dreams that feminism may sell you. And I am a, like, 100% advocate for you getting your money and getting your bread. But understand there's a consequence to every good and bad to what you do. That being said, Mike, I want to see your feedback, maybe some rebuttal, maybe a point of emphasis uh, for the folks watching out there, girls or guys or they, um, uh, to get a better understanding of how kind of we're coming from this point. Yeah, and once again, I really do think that we'll probably retouch on this topic with a female's perspective. 100%. Because I think that would be a really cool conversation. Uh, but, you know, like I said, it's not that I necessarily think that they're selling you a false dream is, is that I think that they're selling you an extreme version of the dream that puts you in a detrimental state because, you know, like the, like, like we initially said, these older women, they're on, they're on antidepressants. They are not happy. They're doing these things and they've built this life up, but it's not giving them joy. What joy comes from? Joy comes from a household, a loving household, loving family. And although you're bossed up, you're a female made up from biological, you know, you have a biological makeup that you can't disregard regardless of the lifestyle you want. And that biological makeup is going to make you yearn for family. It's going to make you yearn for kids. It's going to make you yearn for love and nurture a household to take care of and to be motherly. For. And let me, and I don't want to, I'll let you, I'll let you continue what you're saying. If you, if you guys don't believe me when I say this, I'm genuinely saying this because I know it's a fact there's been studies done on this for literally centuries. Every human being desires relationship. Period. Period. They desire them. If you say you don't want it, I know you're lying. I know you're lying. Oh, like, uh, I'm telling you you do, but you can deny it all you want. Denial is, is only a river in... Yeah. 
<laughs> yep. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Yeah, we just going to let that one slide. We're we not even going to rat on you for that one. <laughs> but, but still. Um, That's only a river in Africa. Wait, what was it? Yep. <laughs> you it's should a river, have just it, let that Denial one is draw, only. Bro. It's a river in Africa. So. Oh, okay, okay. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. You butchered the fucking... You butchered the timing, but I, I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, the punchline was weak. I know. I know. But, uh, but yeah, female. So what we're saying is you can boss up. You could do all those things. Another point that I do want to like kind of touch on a little bit is the whole like um, 1% man. You know, it's still going to be the closing of the podcast, guys, because at the end of the day, they're going to hear this and they're not going to change their mind. So we're still going to keep we're going to keep telling you, you got to be a one percent man. You don't want to take the chance that they're going to change their mind off of our podcast because they're not going to. But but all I'm nope. saying is, is a lot of females out there are really missing their blessing, because as long as the man can take care and help provide, we're in a different societal climate now. The the man doesn't have to do everything. He doesn't have to pay for everything. Y'all get into the bag more than we get into the bag nowadays. So now we can support in a 50-50 perspective. If that man can hold his own in a 50-50 perspective or even like a um a 60-40 perspective and he can hold his own, don't disregard your blessing because you want somebody who's, you know, you're out here making 300K, so you need a man that's making 400K at least. Don't do that. If you out here getting 300K and you got a man that's making, you know, 120, 150, you know, he's doing well enough where y'all can support the family together and make a strong household. That's still okay. That don't make him less man that'll make him less provider less take care you know he's getting to his bag and you know even on a smaller scale you know those are high numbers i was just those are just examples but even on a smaller scale it still applies you know make sure that the guy's got father qualities he's going to provide he's going to take care and he's going to secure the household that's all that matters at the end of the day because there's only one percent of the dudes that are in the one percent and that is one stat that yeah. will never change. Nope. You are exactly right. And and just to just to piggyback off that to kind of close out of here, because we will we definitely I think this would be a great like I said, uh, like you said, I think it'd be a great opportunity to have um a, a female perspective here um as well and kind of go back and forth to see their thoughts on it. But kind of move them into a direction that we understand is well, you know, we're poppy. We, we stay on the pop culture stuff. And if you didn't know, now you know, without saying, you know, the N-word. Uh, the Met Gala was last night. So let me, let, me, let me read out the theme for you guys really quick, okay? Let me read it out so you can understand exactly what I'm coming from and what, exactly what I'm saying. Exactly, you know, you know what I'm saying. So verbatim. The theme of the Met Gala this year is a line of beauty, I believe. Yeah. It's a full work. Sorry, let me, I'm reading this verbatim, guys. This year's Costume Institution Exhibition. This is from Vogue, by the way. Carl Ledger, Ledger, Legerfeld 
a line of beauty, celebrates the full work and life of Carl Lagerfeld. So the dress code was fittingly in honor of Carl as Lagerfeld designed for many houses, including the Aponius uh, brand Patu, Balmain, Chloe, Fendi, and Chanel. Attendees had no shortage of inspiration. So if you guys know anything about fashion, fashion's fashion. It, it, it's like the beauty is in the eye of the beholder type of thing. I do want to highlight a couple people that, I mean, even from girls' like perspectives, like they were saying the shit was trash. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sit here and I ain't gonna lie. Um, Kylie Jenner, bro, you're you're a billionaire. Like you got to do better than what you did with the red dress. And if y'all don't know any of this stuff, literally just look it up. Literally just look it up. I guarantee you could probably find about 150 freaking angles, and it'll show you who did this, who did that. Um, but. Yeah, your fit was not it. I'm sorry. And I love you. Don't get it twisted. I love you. And then just to the fact that it's like everybody kind of came flat, to be honest with you. There's no character, no fun. Cardi B was like the only one that she had a whole outfit change, which is so Cardi B, right? That's so her. And that makes it fun. Even if the outfits weren't great, it's like, okay, like I could, I could fuck with it because she's like, like, and then Billie Eilish's fit is dog shit. She looked like a goth girl, like a whole goth <laughs> that girl. That shit was A terrible. goth girl that literally, that shit is ass. It's ass. It is one of the worst looks I've seen at a Met Gala. But I want to see your thoughts. Those are just a couple of highlights that I had to hit on. Um, I'm sure you'll kind of hit about one of the biggest things that happened that wasn't even about the outfits. But um, let's see where you're coming from. Yeah, so just off of initial, you know, who stood out, who didn't. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I would fucking murk a Met Gala, bro. I would come in here in the freshest shit. Sometimes these people have stylists, and these stylists put them in some ugly-ass shit. I would bitch slap my stylist if they put me in some ugly-ass shit. I'd be like, hell no, nah, I send it back. Do it again. Do it again. We're going to keep doing it again until you put me in some fresh-ass shit. If you put me in something stupid, I send it back. Um, so who I thought had the best just off of initial, I thought fucking uh, Doja Cat. Hers was cool where she actually, you know, did the um, artist makeup as the cat. She was an actual cat. Um, I thought that was a pretty cool one. That was that was interesting. It was unique. Um, Kim Kardashian, she looked like her Playboy cover. <laughs> it wasn't that great. Um, I would prefer if she just would have done the Playboy cover <laughs> because that one was a much better. That was much better. But she, uh, as far as the dress goes, I I can't say that I was fucking with that one. Uh, Shea Gill Alexander, the basketball player, he was looking fresh as fuck, yo. That was a dope ass fucking suit that he had on. I would have. That looks like something I definitely would have rocked. Like. That was that was some dope shit, and it was, I thought it was pretty cool. They kind of had some NBA players in there. I'm not sure if that's something they always do, but I thought that was cool. They're they're doing it more often. Like you have to be like a really like it used to be because you know for uh, Alexander, he's been like if if uh, if you guys don't follow League Fits on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, you gotta follow it. That's why he got invited because he's like a fashion guru. Like he has like this type of it factor because he could be a model if he wasn't in the NBA. Easy. Um, and he has that fit thing. It used to be like, oh, D Wade will come, which is like obviously NBA legend, Hall of Famer, like LeBron. Like these people would be able to come and get the invites. There's still people that get invites and don't come, right? I'm sure LeBron got an invite, but he can't come because he's a whole ass basketball game. He about to lose tonight. 
So, like, that is what I love about it, too. I do like how they're not just incorporating, like, entertainment all the time. It's, like, entertainment and one of the, literally the biggest entertainment in the, in the world is sports. So, um, and we did what I did want to hit on the, uh, if y'all didn't see, ASAP Rocky showed up late to the Met Gala. Like, I mean, I gotta hit, I gotta flame you on that, bro. Like, I know you got a driver, you got a whole, like, your life is not that busy where you can be late to shit. I mean, just, <laughs> just being honest, like, and being not even fashionably, you were just late, bro. Like, that wasn't even CPT. That was like, your, your name is ASAP Rocky and you were not ASAP. Let's just say that. Um, um, And this man goes through the crowd. And I want to just hit on how he went through the crowd. He went through the crowd. I guess he got out of his car, wherever he got dropped off at. And walks through the crowd because it's obviously people videotaping on the barriers, whatever. He's like, excuse me, excuse me. And like people are like kind of just letting him through casually. First off, if I'm sitting up at the front of that taking pictures, you are not just gonna hit me, like move by me. Like, I'm like, yo, what the fuck's your problem, my guy? But <laughs> aside from the point, gets over the barrier. And not only he turns around, he's got like a hood on or whatever. Like he's got a hood. Like you wouldn't have known it was ASAP unless you probably if you if they would have paid attention, heard his voice, they probably couldn't hear it. And you looked at his actual facial features because the man is like a great looking guy, like just to be like 100% transparent, like the guy's a great looking man. But he had a hood on and everything. He gets over the fence and the girls like in front of him, like they don't know who he is. And he turns it like he, he's this, he turned behind, like he's turned around, turns around to let them know, takes his hood off. Like, and the girl's like, oh my God, it's ASAP Rock. I'm like, why he got to do that? Why can't he just walk in? Why you gotta make it known? Why could that would have been such a G move? Like, yeah, I'm just gonna walk in, like, oh, and they're not gonna realize, but oh my god, that was fucking ASAP. Because they'd be like, why can't he just waltz through like that type shit? Instead of like, oh, hold up, I gotta take my hood off, let you know it was me, by the way. So, so that's why I, I kind of thought it was like part of me thinks that it might have been staged. Like, how they just let this stage. fucking black hoodie ass nigga <laughs> just jump over the gate? No one says a word to him. I'm like, bro, like, this, there was no security anywhere to be found. I'm like, where is the security? Yeah, I'm like, bro, there's no way that would work. Like, everyone in the crowd was like, yo, like, y'all just finna let this shit slide real right now? Like, mm-hmm. dude just hopped the fence, like, and no one reacted. I feel like if they didn't know ASAP was about to do that shit and some fucking dude just fucking hopped the fence like that, two seconds. Oh, it would have been Ray Rice. It would have been fucking Ray Lewis. Just straight drop on that dude. Like, there's just no shot. They had to... That shit kind of had to have been staged or something like that. I mean, I thought it was kind of cool. I kind of fucked with the he, how he took the hoodie off. I'm not going to lie. I would have wanted them to know that I was ASAP. would have been like, hell yeah. Because you know they were fucking pissing on some, like... You know, like, it was nothing but white people. You know they were like, all oh, them niggas again. <laughs> you know they are on that shit, like, all oh, them niggas cutting loose. Like, they about to fuck some shit up again. Then he dropped the hoodie, like, it's I ASAP. Know. I'm not a nigga. I'm the nigga. You know what I'm saying? But, um, but just to speak, like, I thought his outfit was pretty cool, too. I thought he had a cool outfit at the Yeah, Mexico. unique. Yeah. He's always cool like that. Like, that's his, that's his flow. You know what I'm Rihanna, saying? Rihanna, like, I wasn't fucking with her as... To be honest, I was just looking nah, at them. He was trying to do too much. I was just looking at him because I didn't see it. I didn't keep up with it, but 
Um, I, I saw quite a few. But like Rihanna and ASAP are such a power couple right now, especially following her being in the Super Bowl and her having another fucking child. Like it is so apparent that they are they are using the hell out of that. Like, I mean, they are running that shit. And ASAP ain't dro- like he ain't doing shit. He just laid up like, all right, all right, baby, go get that bread. Okay, so all right, baby, go get that bread. There's two that I'm looking at now that I do want to fucking just at least mention before we move on. Um, Brittany Griner. No, Brittany Griner was there. What the fuck? Why did she get the invite? Dude, that shit was bad. Because Man, she's an American hero now. American hero for what, bro? She took a fucking vape to an airport in Russia. Give me a fucking break. Um... Lil Nas X, I don't know what bruh be on, but like he stay doing the most, dog. Yeah, nah, he on some wild shit. I'm just nah, bro. You need to chill out sometimes and just like why he always got to be on some extra shit. He can't even just like do some. I don't even know, man. Um, and then you know just a little just a little euphoria baddie out here showing it up, doing what she do. Uh, Sydney Sweeney, whoo. She just looks like she looks like she could be like a modern day like Marilyn Monroe, just like the way she's Marilyn Monroe. Yes, yes, bro. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. She is the closest thing to it at the very moment. Yes, like even she, though Anna De, De, De Armas, Anna De Armas played Marilyn Monroe in I think the movie Monroe or what Marilyn, and I love Anna De, De Armas. If you don't know who she is, oh my. God, you are missing out. That is one of the most. That is the one of the prettiest women on the planet right now, easily, without even like a fucking debate. There does not even need to be a debate. On yeah, but they need to stop casting her ass for fucking action movies because she fucking sucks ass at them. But she is a baddie. But no, she sucks the action movie. No, and that's why I be watching. <laughs> yeah, I ain't watching. The only reason really why good. I watch some shits. <laughs> I ain't I ain't watching it for the action. Like I've watched the shittiest action movies of all time, and they'd be having the best looking women. That's how it is. They got to. They know they got to. But without staying on that too long, I do want to hit one of the one of these one of the last topics here because I think it's very important to kind of understand where we are as as a nation in terms of how we look at sport. Right? We just see we jump for we jump for the bad guy on the sports, right? But we we did talk about you know Brittany Griner being a WNBA or ex WNBA. WNBA uh, NBA player trying to make her way back, and then we have an NBA player um, in in uh, SGA uh, making making an appearance and you know showing out for the showing out for the folks that um, actually do work for a living that don't just have people write their songs or read read scripts. Um, and so, really, we know right now the NBA playoffs is popping off. This is one of the best playoffs I've seen. I know Michael, you can agree. This is one of the best playoffs. I mean, I know you've probably seen in a while. Yep. Um, and it's not even over. It's, we're only a half. We're not even halfway through it yet. Um, and the question is, is like, can the NBA final or the NBA playoffs, right? Finally, after all these years, even with Jordan in the NBA, even with Jordan in the NBA, they still can compete with the NFL. Can they finally compete with the NFL? And could the NFL be dethroned in the United States as a top sport attraction? There's a lot of options out there. Let me get your initial thoughts. So let's just speak on um, the playoff as a whole. 
without a doubt, they, like you said, the NBA playoffs is just getting started. We're just now in the second round of the playoffs, and already it has kicked the absolute shit out of the NFL playoffs, in my humble opinion. I think it's marked. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's a sustainable product from a year-to-year basis, if the NBA playoffs will be too good now. Would be more entertaining than the NFL because personally, NFL is still my favorite sport to watch. Um, from just the start of the season to the end of the season, I think it's the most compelling sport in America uh, by a kind of hefty margin, in my opinion. But the NBA playoffs, the playoffs itself, though, I think that is closing the gap kind of on the NFL playoffs because what's happening here is. We have finally moved past the uh, super team era that LeBron started, my I had. He started the super team era. What we're seeing now is we're getting back to two stars on a team. Two stars on a team. And what's cool about this NBA, too, is we're having, um, I think they said this year was the most players who averaged 20 points per game in a season. So we have a lot of stars. There's enough stars to go around in the league that we can have two on a team and we can have a jam-packed playoffs of contenders for the ring. We're seeing upsets left and right. We're seeing people go down and the team is still winning because there's, there's just so much talent across the league right now. It's a great time. And now I hope somebody doesn't come in and fuck it up by joining some super team and whatnot, but that's, that's beside the point. Ad, he said, "I'm gonna hop. I'm gonna hop over to Golden State again. Y'all be fucked up." <laughs> so that would be a mess. That would be that be the worst thing in the world. Oh my god, that would be terrible. So, <laughs> but um, as a playoffs, I think NBA is closing the gap. I don't think that they're there yet. I do think that this playoffs versus this year's NFL playoffs, like the NBA, will trump it. But like I said, on a year to year basis. That's still yet to be seen, and I'm not sure that they can do that on a year-to-year basis. Uh, but as taking down NFL as the number one sport in America, <laughs> yeah, all right. That's just not happening, bro. I'm sorry. I, I just don't see it happening. NBA season's too long. It's, the regular season's too irrelevant for them to ever trump the NFL. Uh, they're going to have to shorten it, or they're going to have to put those – in uh in season tournaments to kind of spice it up but even then like i don't be tuning in until it gets around playoff time or after the all-star break really 100 every single year not even no dude and and the sad thing is i want to disagree with you because I'm, I'm trying to have a whole ass you know disagreement but i can't and i love watching the nba playoffs like i i can like in, just as much as i love watching the nfl in general like for example I don't even know these people know I live in a different city. I'm going to say I live in Charlotte. They don't know where I live, though. Thank God. Um, <laughs> I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, right? And out here, we got the Carolina Panthers. It is hype around here right now. The NFL season hasn't even started. We just got the number one overall pick in, in Bryce Young, who is by far the best talent in the draft. Yeah. I hope he's not a bust. If you are a bust, if you hear this at any point, if you are a bus, bro, I know you're living in Uptown 550, bro. <laughs> I don't live there, but I know people that do, and I can get to where you live, my boy. Mike about and to we're gonna bust have that ass this season when we play you, niggas. Bro, 
Like I'm, I'm just, I'm just telling you. <laughs> so, secondly, and to the, and to the point is, I agree. I think the NBA season could be condensed to sixty games because oh, easily. you already have. I think it's, yeah. I think you already have to play like sixty games to even be eligible for like uh, awards. Like I think it's sixty or sixty-five. I can't remember the amount, but. Because Kevin Durant had a whole spiel about, like, oh, like, I would have probably... I mean, he had MVP numbers, but he barely played. Um, but they condense the season. It makes these people actually understand they have a sense of urgency. The reason the NFL will always trump the NBA is because the season is shorter, and it's because... And when it specifically comes to the playoffs, it's one game, that's it. You ain't got no other chance to play. You ain't got no other opportunity. There ain't no three-game series we're going to play... We're going to play on Wednesday after we just got our asses beat up on Sunday. Like, this ain't, no. That is not how this shit works. You got one chance, one opportunity. Mm, damn. Uh, shout out Eminem. Uh, you got one chance, you got one opportunity to win. Like, it's a Super Bowl. That's why, like, when these crazy games happen, it's like, it's so crazy because they didn't even have, like, it's one preparation. It's not like a culmination of seven games or six games prior to a game seven in the NBA where we can take all those bits and pieces of what they did. And then we can put together a game plan. It's one game plan. You get a week to do it. And that's it. That's why that's the NFL it. is so impressive so, because like they have to memorize the script and they only get one chance to get it right. In the NBA, <laughs> the script, they get, they get seven game series to kind of, Oh man, I fucked up. I was supposed to file right here. So, I mean, like that's why the NFL is way more impressive. Yeah. Be memorizing that script mad quick, bro. Yeah, and I gotta and I've gotta imagine down the way, like I would love like NFL will start losing some some relevance, and I this is my reasoning why. And I think you would probably agree to some some regard, but the NFL will start losing relevance because of the simple fact you can't hit anybody anymore at all. There is no play in the NFL that is more exciting than seeing somebody come across the middle, and Troy Polamalu back in the day absolutely rip you for trying to come across the middle just destroy you and it's all about protection and like dude I look i'm all about like brain health like i don't want anybody dying of this stuff like years but dude it is the consequences what you sign up for you knew that your parents knew this when they signed you up for football the very first time so, I don't even want to hear to that fucking concussion bullshit bro it irks my nerves the direction they're trending in for NFL. I'm sorry, bro. Ain't nobody put a goddamn gun to your head and tell you to play NFL football. They're paying you dummy money. And like, look, man, it's sad. We get it. What happens to boxers and UFC fighters is sad, too. What happens to people that go to the military, it's sad, too. What happens to, you know, uh, firefighters, police officers, all that shit is sad, too. But they know what they're signing up for. And at the end of the day, man, the hard-hitting NFL, and I love that you use Troy Palomalo as your um, example because he's my favorite defensive player of all time. He was a fucking beast. Yeah. But um, we're missing that in the game. And, I, and, you know, some people say the ratings are up because the offense is better. But, you know, I just think the ratings are up because we're seeing cooler quarterbacks play and the offensive plays that are happening are just way more upscale than what we're used to because, you know, the quarterbacks are actually athletic you know, <laughs> these days. They're not just fucking um, 
accountants throwing slinging a football around now they're fucking we got some they got some melanin in their skin they got a little speed to them a little hop to them and they're doing some cool ass plays which is how the nfl should have been ran from the jump but all i'm saying is if they if they allow some of these those same athletic people because the athletes are getting more athletic now they're getting more skilled if they allow the defensive players to let loose on these boys sheesh bro like the what the product on the field would just be amazing and um i i get what they're doing like i i know the safety and whatnot and i i understand i i do understand and i don't think that you have to go all the way back like we don't have to go all the way back but dude let's let's kind of slow it down anytime there's a big hit it's like you're getting fined for it and i'm like dude come on man we need these big hits in the sport fine and you're getting ejected it's, it's even worse in college bro kids are getting kicked from Whole games for like dropping the crown of their helmet. Let me under, let me put something in perspective for you guys. For those that don't know, I never played organized football. I wasn't allowed. My mom would not let me because she knew the consequences. I wish that I would. I yeah, I wish that I did. I wish that I did. Same. I really do. I I feel like I would honestly, honestly, if we're sitting here being a hundred percent honest, I would have probably played in college to some degree. I'm hundred percent easy. Not even no doubt. But the thing is, is that. Not only do the, does the concussion protocol and that type of stuff come into play, and talk on comparison to the NBA too, because the NBA's got soft as hell too. Let's not be, let's not, let's not uh, beat around the bush. That yeah. shit is soft as hell. If you a superstar, you're getting every call you want. All you gotta do is flail. Hey, that's a fact. You don't even have to dribble no more. Foul. No, and then you can travel however you want. You take four steps if you want. James Harden the best at it. But what I'm saying is that when it comes down to Overall health in the NFL, my dad said something to me, and he's and he, my dad's 60 plus years old. He said, if you realize, he's like, Do you realize like you've I've seen the evolution of it? If you're in the if you're 20 or older, you have seen the evolution of pads, like actual shoulder pads and leg pads and knee pads. A lot of wideouts now don't even wear knee pads. Don't even wear them. Then they're wondering why their knees are getting banged up. They wonder why they're and then the and then the and then the thigh pads they have on are literally the size of my freaking hand, barely. Not even, and I have a pretty good size hand. Not even the size of my hand. Like the helmets are thinner. They don't have as much protection. The shoulder pads are smaller. There's so much that goes into it that could pre- help prevent a lot of this other stuff. Just injuries, not just concussion protocol, but injuries in general. And then the thing is, the ultimate thing is, man, and I'm be a hundred percent honest with you, some of these motherfuckers don't know when to walk the fuck away. They don't know when to fucking stop. They can't let me play for 17 years in the NFL. You think you're gonna be okay after 17 years in the NFL, my boy? <laughs> you think your brain's gonna be okay, bro? You are mush. You are mush, and I'm sorry. Some of the greatest players to ever play the game, Ray Lewis, these guys have played long years. The difference is they took care of themselves. A lot of these guys, especially young guys, don't take care of themselves no more. That's in all sports, across the board. They want to party, get girls, do whatever, drink, have fun. And I'm all about doing all that. But this is your job, and your job is the most compelling thing on the planet. So let's just get real here. No, I agree. I agree. And if anybody wants to, like, go look at Sean Taylor's highlights. Short career, RIP. RIP. But go look at his highlights and tell me that you don't wish that that was in today's NFL game. And that's my case closed 100%. on that subject. 
Case in point, bro. Case in point. Well, obviously, guys, you know what time of the you know what the time of the show is. It is the black react. Black react. <laughs> so this week, I think this is a fun one. This is super fun. Um, I hope we don't for agree. all y'all breakfast folks out there. I hope we don't agree, but I'm gonna let you go first. All right. Um, but I, for all the breakfast folks out there, look, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. I'm a cereal guy. Like if I'm gonna eat breakfast cereal, maybe some bacon and eggs, whatever. But when you go to a restaurant and you eat breakfast, there's two types of uh, you know, bladder ish pastries if you want to call them breads you can get pancake or waffle my question is pancakes or waffles who's the superior mike give me what you got <clears throat> you ready folks because i want all of the smoke the reason why I put this topic as the Black React in the Google Doc this week, and I just kind of thought of it last minute, is because I had to take so much smoke in college from my opinion. Lord God, please let Sterling be on the opposite side so I can take... I was going to say so I can take all the smoke, but that kind of sounds like a pause. Let me chill. Let me just get into my, my shit. Right. Let me get into my shit right here. All right. For all you waffle niggas out there, back up, nigga. Back up. Because it's all about the pancakes. Pancakes. I'm so tired of people coming with this waffle bullshit. Do you not know that the Super 8 Motel can give you a waffle that's just as good as any fucking waffle, son? Why do you want that bullshit waffle here's why pancakes are better than waffles because pancake is an art waffle is just a simple thing that a waffle maker can make blah 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 it tastes the same everywhere okay some of them might taste a little bit better but for the most part you're getting the same shit you're gonna put some powder on it blah 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 you might put some butter on your bullshit might you might think you're getting spicy and put some chocolate chips up there give me a break son it's all about pancakes and the art of getting that crisp outside with that fluffy middle a nice little thick pancake you don't want them flat pancakes you want it to be a little thick kind of kind of like uh, grandma makes them with the crisp on the outside I like a few chocolate chips in mine sometimes some blueberry blueberry chocolate chips sounds i'm getting kind of hungry as i'm speaking but all i'm saying yeah, is too. out here <laughs> for you bland ass niggas that are about to pick waffles over pancakes Fucking grow up, son. We ain't five years old no more. Go out there and make some pancakes. Stop being lazy with your fucking waffle ass maker. Or if you want some waffles, how about you walk your ass to your local Super 8 motel and get you a fucking bland ass waffle because it's going to taste just like the one you finna eat at any restaurant. It's pancakes all day. So I have to, I have to disagree with you. I mean, dude, look... Uh, Let's let me let me put this perspective. If I hear someone say they like pancakes, I'm assuming they like IHOP over Waffle House. That is my assumption. If you like IHOP over Waffle House, you are a degenerate individual point blank period. Um, you have no substance or culture. 
and you need to find God while you're at it too. Um, waffles are versatile. As you said, yes, a lot of places, waffles will taste very similar. They will. It's just what it is. Um, but that versatility is just like chicken, bro. Let me, let me put this perspective for you. For those out there that eat chicken breast versus chicken thighs, you, y'all folks that are eating breast, you probably realize your shit is a little dry. And especially if you don't know how to cook and you don't know how to put this shit together, your shit's probably dry. Just like that pancake is when all the goddamn syrup runs the fuck off of it, off the damn sides. When you're, all your damn syrup is running off the side of the damn pancake, you got your butter, you got all this shit, oh, you got chocolate chips in a great bowl. No one gives a fuck. We want some damn syrup. I want that maple syrup on the top. Sitting there staring me in the face like, I'm going to lick your shit clean, boy. And I'm telling you right now, so what? I can get them in a frozen pack. So what? I can put in a waffle maker. So what? It's going to taste similar. So what? Every once in a while, I'm going to have above average waffle at a place that actually makes waffles religiously. And get some strawberries. Get some whipped cream. Do all this extra stuff. Let me tell you something. The reasons I love waffles is because of Waffle House. And the reason that waffles are superior is the simple fact of versatility. Versatile. How is it versatile? uh, It's versatile because you don't have to. it It doesn't have to be perfect to be good. Doesn't that make sense? You're like, oh, it's an art. Dude, if you like cooking and baking and making stuff, yeah, maybe you might like pancakes. But I don't know a lot of people that sit here and say, I enjoy cooking for myself every single day, every single meal, and that's the most fun. If I know I can just pop in, drop some waffle mix, make that shit up, and I can spruce it up, put some chips, put some chocolate chips in there, put some blueberries, whatever the fuck I want, and I can top off some whipped cream, strawberries, whatever the hell else I want to put on there, chocolate syrup for all I care, like make it like a damn, damn ice cream. You named everything you could put on a goddamn pancake. But the thing is, that shit sliding off. It's looking like it's looking like uh, like that grease, like the grease you can put in your hair. You know how that shit be a little slimy, a little slick. That shit literally slides off like fucking grease, bro. I want you to do and me a favor. And the thing is, what? What's the thing? What's the thing? The thing is, is if I want my fuck, do you eat your pancakes plain? No. And how many people do you think that are watching this or listening to this listen or? Eat their pancakes plain or their waffles plain. Well, I think most people are fucking idiots because I think they're gonna choose waffles over pancakes and they have no taste. No but substance. I'm just saying waffles or pancakes. They got I'm a what percentage five year old taste ballot is not using any what percentage of people do you think are not using absolutely zero toppings whatsoever on their pancakes and or waffles? Probably most people. On a regular basis? I mean like on a regular basis, how many people do you think are really like not eating anything on their fucking waffles or pancakes? Like just syrup. No, no syrup, just plain. Well, I mean, I hope not too many people. <laughs> but you're talking, you're talking, you're talking, you're. T- it's it's like eating a good piece of steak, bro. A I'm good tell piece you of steak right is hard now. to make. That is my point. Name one no, other food no, item no, 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 no. that Understand anyone this. can make Understand just as this. good as anyone else that's worth a damn. Name another one. Understand. Understand. If, if I do not use steak sauce or sauces on any of my meats, why do I do that? Because if it's good, you don't need it. If I get a fucking pancake 
no matter how fucking fluffy the shit is, it can be fluffy like a goddamn biscuit for all I care. If the shit is not drenched, I'm telling you, the shit is the fact that... So you eat your waffles plain? No! I would, What's your I, point I then? I, I don't eat, understand what your point is. No, you gotta put syrup on both of them. I would eat... I, but the thing is, if I put syrup on my fucking that fucking pancake, that shit gonna slide off. If I put in a waffle, it's getting it's got reservoirs all inside of it. Until you cut into in the bitch and, like, and it dips all out, bro. But the thing is, the fact that it's gonna stay in it and be able to have time to soak into the to the to the bread versus pour on. Oh, peace. See you later. Sliding on you just as quick as uh just as quick as NBA athletes sliding fucking uh Instagram Instagram influencers. So you said that waffles quick, like, are more literally. versatile. Let me go ahead and nip that in the butt. The only thing waffle can do outside of being a fucking waffle is have some big ass fucking fried piece of chicken sit on top of it. Pancakes are way more versatile. Pancakes have pigs in a blanket, which I know you think is fire. Don't sit here and tell me you don't think pigs in a blanket fire. They ain't got no waffle in the blanket, nigga. They ain't got no waffle. Yeah, no. Because a pig wouldn't use a waffle as a blanket. You also (laughs) what? You you about to tell me you don't like pigs in a blanket? I don't. I really don't. You don't like pancakes and sausage, nigga? No. You You don't like sausage? Like you a lying ass nigga. Like you out here lying on the podcast. I, All right, I know oh, damn well oh, you like a motherfucking McGriddle. No, I don't like the sugar on top. Oh of it. my god! I'm. You think I'm joking, bro? Like I'm not. I'm not playing here, bro. Shout out my boy John Carlo, bro. We went to school together. He used to get one of the McGriddles from fucking McDonald's every fucking day, bro. <laughs> he must have loved them shit. He must be a pancake guy too. No, 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 crate, no kizzy. Oh, I'm saying this. All right. Well, I'm talking to. I forgot. I'm talking to fucking bland ass Sterling with his honey nut Cheerios, his raisin bran, and apparently he's waffles with. I didn't fucking say raisin bran. You said it was in your top three. I didn't say raisin bran. No, I didn't. I not raisin bran. I don't fucking like raisins like that. Oh, what was the other one? I can't remember my top three. All right. Well, we got the tape. We got the tapes though. So Captain Crunch was in there. Captain Crunch was in there. (laughs) <laughs> we got the tapes regardless pancakes are better than waffles get your taste palate up because y'all out here eating these fucking waffles waffles ain't on shit you gotta eat man a talk go- about taste palettes, bro he got the most nigga taste palette i've ever seen in my life do you like do you like vegetables Yes, I like vegetables, bro. I I have a steady what fucking. What vegetables do you like? I have a steady bowel system. I be shitting every day, <laughs> bro. You you shitting because your metabolism is still decent. That's the reason you damn shitting. It ain't it ain't it ain't because you eating good. You ain't, I eat super healthy. Like I'm always really. I do eat this good, this motherfucker. I do eat good this motherfucker. Week. This motherfucker got a palate of a damn twelve year old black kid in his prime metabolism state. He ain't, he eats anything and everything, and it does not matter. He ain't even tasting the food. He's fucking scarfing. He's scarfing. That shit don't even touch the fucking tongue. It's hitting his throat before it's hitting his fucking teeth. Whoa. Chill. Yeah. Chill out. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Dude, you're you're talking about pancakes, man. Let me let me let me let me let me let me just break this down for you. I love pancakes, but not only the reason I love them is they're so, they look better too. They just look better. Yeah, pancakes. A do nice look better looking than pancake. Waffles. 
No, no, no. I'm, I meant to say, and you know what I meant. <laughs> no. Waffles look better. Waffles look better on a plate. If I was taking a picture, I'm not gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna put a waffle, or I'm not a waffle. I'm gonna put a pancake up here. But it's just one fucking waffle. You got the stacks Bro. on the pan. You can't tell me there's nothing more iconic than the pancake stack. And IHOP is trash, and so is their fucking tap water. That shit is All right, dog shit. Fucking too. nigga, as the only waffle and pancake you eat is ever at Waffle House and IHOP, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> bro, I ain't going. Like, I mean, if I go to like a diner, I'll eat like I'll eat a pancake there, and I'll just eat it because it's it's like a normalcy thing, right? Because it's, like, it's a normal thing to do. You don't no, fuck it's with a Denny's? Normal thing to do. No, bro. Why the fuck would I be going to a fucking Denny's, bro? Because that shit gas, bro. You gotta remember your roots, bro. You too, bro. Sub- the you most, too suburban. That's the bro. worst service I've ever had in my life. Waffle the suburbs House got to your ass, dog. They got to you over there, bro. Nigga done forgot where he came from. <laughs> I came from the fucking slums, bro. Do you not know me, bro? I came from the slums. You changed, bro. Trapped. You changed. <laughs> 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 I mean, I think we can agree to disagree to some degree uh, here. I mean, I, I just don't understand. Like, and I'm serious. Like, this is gonna have to. This has to be a, a serious poll. And you're. And the reason you will lose this is not because waffles are just easier, and uh, it's because they are superior. I know Super- I'm gonna lose because majority of America is stupid, and pancakes well, yes, are better. Well, 50% of America can't point out the United States on the map. So, yes, I can agree with you <laughs> is on that. that. True? That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yes, it is. Dude, it's fucking true. That's crazy. Uh, fun fact of the day. If you guys did not know, hold up. How many? I'm going to look it up. Give you my sighting. People in the U.S. can point out the United States on a map. Uh, I don't fucking know. I saw a statistic the other day. Was talking about it. It's <laughs> Sterling sure with his fucking complex. random ass statistic, and no fucking sources cited. Well, guess what? On the fucking After Dark podcast, we don't give a fuck about citing sources. It's straight from the memory bank. That's the source, dude. Like the fact, and I want to speak on that too. Let me let me just say something about America right now. Say it, bro. If you gonna say, it. oh shit, I forgot. Yeah, there's really nothing good to say aside from freedom of speech. Um, but y'all motherfuckers that can't point out United States on the map, because I know there's some fuckers like you out there. I literally know there are people out there that can't point. You can't even point out Africa. You don't know the seven continents. I am just, I am just, ooh, appalled. You guys need. I don't care if you got a degree. If you sit here and say, "Well, I got a degree," I give a fuck, dog. <laughs> there is a 10-year-old that knows more than you. A 10-year-old. One. Singular. Let's, let's get real here, guys. If you're a real American, one, you know that, you know that Michael's stupid and pancakes suck. <laughs> and you don't know where the United States is on the map. I want to close it out there, Mike. You do the outro. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Well, Sterling's going to put this poll up. I'm sure I'm going to lose, but... Uh... Like I said, nothing in nothing great in life comes easy. <laughs>
So we gonna end it at we gonna end it there. So for the fellas out there listening, listen, brother. Regardless of our fucking segment earlier in the pod, they're not gonna listen to me. All they're gonna want is a one percent man. So what that means is you got to quit your bitching and get your bread up. For the ladies out there listening, guess what? That one percent man you're looking for, he don't want you. So you better move on, sweetie. But it's okay because you're still beautiful and powerful and will always love you. It's the After Dark Podcast. Until next time.